Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 83 of the Genesis Gems podcast, where we'll be covering two crude dudes, and we have a special guest with us today. But uh, first, I am Nick Stevens, as usual, and with me this time is... Aaron. Hey, guys. Hey, Aaron. And we have a special guest that's going to take us into some cool chat here very soon. So who else we got with us? I'm Cameron Childs, a.k.a. Bruce Irons of the Mad Gear. The Mad Gear. Push. I love that little intro you guys do. <laughs> but it, was, it was pretty cool. Aaron mentioned that, uh, you know, I try to get you on the show, and I was like, who's that? And then he was like, oh, he's in the Mad Gear. And I'm like, no way. So <laughs> I've been watching. He's in the Mad Gear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, uh, the Mad Gear. The Mad Gear. The Mad Gear. Not the other one to do with that game. Fine, no, fine. the band, the Mad Gear. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We don't talk Get about it that. Right. Yep. No, we don't. <laughs> and, and like before the show started, he's kind of a big deal. He mentioned so. Uh, we're very happy to have him on here. Um, and, and like I mentioned, it's really neat. If you guys don't know what the Magier is, uh, go check him out on YouTube. It's a really cool kind of cover band of doing video game music. Real, real awesome uh, uh, stuff there. Got a, a horn player, a sax player, some horns, which I thought was really cool. Uh, my dad's a saxophone player, so even he likes some nice. of those videos that that, that you had out there. So very cool. Nice. But uh, Aaron, um, we'll go through this real quick, just where to find us, and we'll jump right into the show here. Uh, you can connect with us on the BitBrothers Network at patreon.com slash bitbros. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash bitbrothers. That's all the BitBrothers goodness that we're part of that network. Go check them out. Go check out the Two Dudes and S podcast as well. We are part of the network of them. Uh, if you want to see Genesis Gym specific stuff, you can go to our website at genesisgymspodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Send us an email at genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at genegems. We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, on Spotify, all that great stuff. And just follow, 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 like, like, like. We love all that stuff, and we appreciate everything you guys have done. Thanks for sticking with us through some of the slow times, and we're uh, hoping to get a little bit more involved. This is actually our second show in, well, gosh, Aaron, less than a week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm getting Google Fiber, so Google you better believe I'm going to be hosting all the shows pretty soon. <laughs> I mean, what, 1,000 megabits per second? That's happening. That's big boy internet right there. Blazing fast. Yeah. No more Spectrum. No more Comcast. No more <laughs> junk. That's right. It's intimidating. I don't know what to do about it. It is. <laughs> I have the most forceful internet. <laughs> a lot of bits of mega... That's right. Sounds powerful. The gifts are, are going to be coming at us so hard, we won't know what to do with them all. <laughs> this is so true. That's all I'm going to be doing is downloading gifts. Just <laughs> cat gifts. Cat gifts. <laughs> mimmies. Mimmies. All right. But, uh, <laughs> so, Aaron, would you like to introduce the guest officially? I, I know we've uh, we've done some research. Like I mentioned, we, we had... We knew you know, you're part of Mad Gear, but Aaron threw this uh, Turbo City Gaiden stuff at me. Gaiden, however you want to pronounce it. Some real cool stuff going on there. I did watch uh, all that good stuff. We'll let, we'll let Cameron talk about that. But, but Aaron, you want to take that over and uh, really get this thing started? Yeah, sure. Okay, so uh, I guess real quick, I just want to talk about my personal connection to Cam, which is that I think we've both been involved in the VGM community for quite a while and yeah. then I've known Cam uh, because he had a cool podcast. Uh, we're going to need a bigger show, right? Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. And and sometimes you guys would cover video games. And so I I knew, I, I remember you covering, I think, Home Alone at one point, didn't you? Yeah, I think we did a, 
the, that podcast ended up being such a hodgepodge of pop culture <laughs> stuff, yes. which is, is perfect for me because I appreciate all that kind of stuff. But uh, I think we did a Let's Play of Home Alone for the Super Nintendo, which is one of my favorite bad good yes. games. Yeah, and then we covered uh, Home Alone on Sega Genesis, and they are two very, very different games. Yeah, that's my understanding, is that every port of Home Alone is vastly different from each, and yet they're all equally awful. Yeah, I mean, the Sega Genesis one has some redeeming qualities. I'll even say the NES one does. Okay, But, you know, that's just my um, biased opinion. Well, but. sure. Let me just let me just backpedal on that completely and say oh. that the super the Super Nintendo one I appreciate. Uh, you know, <laughs> maybe just out of blind nostalgia, but also you know, I, I can have fun with it. Yeah, I, I appreciate that the Super Nintendo turns on when you put the game in, and yeah, it does. That there's a title screen mm-hmm. and that music they, plays, and there's gameplay in there somewhere. <laughs> there's Marv. There's Harry. <laughs> yeah. There's extra goons that were never in the movie. Uh, so it's true. like bon- bonus goons, which you don't get from uh, in all video games. <laughs> so uh, I, I guess always appreciated your uh, your love yeah. of the Nintendo version, Aaron. I, I had a I had a soft spot for that too when I was a <laughs> it's kid. A, it's a it's a Bethesda game, man. Yeah, wasn't that great? <laughs> big, big you know, they fan. start with Home Alone and they put on their big boy pants and went and made. A yeah, every time I play Skyrim, and- I just I think of Home Alone for some odd reason. It's crazy. Is there a Home Alone mod for Skyrim? There's, I'm sure there's got to be, right? <laughs> there, should be. there should be. There should be. But um, I guess to keep us on track a little <laughs> bit, maybe. Um, That's usually my job. I, I, yeah, so even before Ken started up the Mad Gear as an awesome video game cover band, uh, I remember when you were first doing that, Cam, this was, what, about five years ago? No. Yeah, I think the band started a, a little over five, or actually started rehearsing a little over five years ago. So yeah, yeah, and you've been playing drums much longer than the band's been around, if I understand. Uh, right. Certainly, yeah, yeah. I, I've yeah. been playing since I was a teenager. Yeah, yeah. And were you in bands before um, Mad Gear? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I had one with some high school friends that lasted probably. <laughs> Maybe six or seven years. Yeah, and it was with just the same guys. And then, um, then I was just in a few different, uh, like kind of way more artsy, weird, you know, kind of the kind of bands that would start playing and people would leave the room, kind of project. Yeah, I was um, in a riot girl band for about six months. I understand yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so um, things kind of petered out with all of that, and then that was, you know around 2014 and um i had wanted to start the mad gear for years like i heard the advantage around 2008 and um i mean i had heard of the mini bosses and a couple of other ones but really that was the one that i was like oh you can do this and it's amazing like they're like just putting on their music just made me feel so good and i was like i want to make other people feel this good Yes. And I want to do it with I want to do it with 16-bit music because this is all mostly NES music. And at the time, I was so ignorant of the scene that I didn't realize that other people, you know, were kind of already moving in that direction. But yeah, it took me about six years to find people that didn't just look at me like I was crazy when I told them <laughs> I wanted to, or like I was stupid uh, when I told them I wanted to do something like this. So yeah, it was a it was a long time coming for sure. Yeah, it's weird to think that there's there's a much bigger scene. But it's the internet that sort of brings everyone together and, and builds that community, uh, especially with like the message board. It's a started out as a mini bosses message board. There's the shiz, 
mm-hmm. which is sort of a place you can go if you're in a VGM band, video game you know, music band, or adjacent or something close to that, and you just want to hang out and talk to other people who are doing the same or similar thing that you're doing. I did want to mention that you and I were actually involved in a project uh, almost, yeah, almost four or five years ago now too, which was a a Bucky O'Hare cover covers project. That's right. Yeah. You and the, the, the twin cams, you and the Mm -hmm. other cam uh, knocked your cover out of the park. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Same same to y'all. And that was, um, or same to you rather. That was like, uh, yeah, it was just some random thing. I don't remember how, it was, even, it was people in the VGM community who kind of banded together and said, hey. And then I was contacted. I, I think it was like Brandon Hood from Chiptunes Equals Win. He mentioned it or something. It doesn't matter. Um, but it sort of brought us together. And it was cool that we ended up, you and I ended up working on the same project. Yeah, yeah. That was very cool. And, and, and you know, even around that same time, maybe maybe about a year prior, I do remember like you being one of the first people of me sending our live audio to and being like hey do you recognize this and it was like the theme from test drive or something (laughs) and uh which nobody knows um but uh but yeah man i I remember being very and then even since then like just sending you things here and there asking advice about like you know um, uh yeah 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 yeah. because you were going for that uh it was was like a super nintendo style and it's like okay what's the best way because making super nintendo music is really weird anyway so I was like, mm-hmm. okay, what's the best way to tackle this? And then I was like, all right, I'm going to go grab the, this like awesome Shadowrun bass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like Anything I've done with Chiptune, I'm sorry to say I didn't take – I just took the easy route, to oh. be frank. Like, I just there's nothing ended up, wrong with that at all. Yeah, I just ended up using sound fonts for everything. Um, yeah. But I will say for the most part, uh, the results aren't bad. So, no, not um, at all. They're they're great. And if you go yeah, play, uh, you can go play the Mad Gear Gear game, right? Yeah, yeah. There was one we we put a uh, it's like December of 2017. It's called Go Right and Fight, which this yeah. was right. It's it's kind of an unfortunate name because it's supposed to be taken literally, like it's a beat 'em up. You go right and you fight. But at the time, things were getting really nasty politically, and I didn't think about it. And people are like, "Is this like a is this like a right wing kind of oh, thing?" And no. I'm like, "No, no, it is not. Please don't ever, no." And um, so there's there's that. But yeah, uh, I still I still like the title for what it is. But um, yeah, and we we've got the soundtrack on our Bandcamp as well. But yeah, it's it's a, like a straightforward NES style beat 'em up. And yeah. um, that was made by. Um, a friend of ours named Josh Petty, who has a company called Brain Jar Labs, and he's continued to put out some pretty cool stuff since then. So you should definitely check him out too. Where can you find? Awesome. Where can you find that at? For the listeners um, and for myself, because I want to go check that out. Sure, sure. Um, well, I'll go ahead and say to find pretty much anything Mad Gear related, go to MadGearBand.com, which is a beautiful late '90s style GIF laden <laughs> GeoCities type website. GeoCities and. Yes. Yeah, so um, there's a link to the game there, but also if you just search itch.io and then the Mad Gear, you will certainly find um, that game and the game, the mini game that we put out uh, recently as well. So, yeah, because you've got and and this this is sort of uh, the mini game that you just put out 
related to the Kickstarter we're going to talk about, uh, sort of an evolution, isn't it, of the go right and fight? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess it's kind of it's um, okay. So the art style we went with for the show in the game, and I'm not trying. I don't know if I'm kind of skipping around too much here. But no, no, that's run. okay. Well, we'll we'll uh, catch everyone up. Go go for okay. it. Okay. Gotcha. So um, the art style we went with is kind of an in-between um, 8 and 16-bit. It's not quite, like, it's not the 20, 30 pixels tall, like, Double Dragon-style sprite. And it's yeah. definitely not a 100, you know, to 120 pixels ta- uh, tall style sprite that you would see in Final Fight or Street Fighter or something. It's it's more like 70. So the, the style looks kind of, in my opinion, kind of looks like... Um, Secret of Monkey Island a little bit. Yeah, and I love um, that style, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. And um, I should say that the final look, uh, uh, Carlito um, Carlito Zahn, if anybody knows him, uh, or Kung Fu Carlito, um, he's kind of responsible for the final polished look there. But uh, like I said, we kind of went for an in-between, and so it looks a little more detailed than the first game we put out. But again, yeah. maybe not quite as detailed as um, as like a you know, like Streets of Rage or something. So, yeah, and th- I mean, there's there's no problem there. You're going for a certain look and feel, and it doesn't have to look, you know, exactly like. I feel like people get too caught up in some of the details where it's like, oh, it needs to look exactly like A or B. When it's like, well, maybe you want to take some influence and do your own thing and put your own spin on it. Speaking of which, that's what this Kickstarter is about. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I should say, like, the, I mean, a lot of the stuff we went for with the whole Turbo City Gaiden thing is like video game e, not video game specific. Like, it needs to look like it all came yeah. from this system or that system. It's more just kind of, uh, you know, early to mid '90s video games in general. You know, so right, and uh, you know, beating up uh, bad guys on the streets and. Uh, cleaning up the gangs of the city and sort of the, you know, we talked about, I think you and I talked about a little bit, the Warriors and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, all these different beat em up games that have come um, since back in the 80s and, and early 90s and sort of a bygone era and, and bringing that back. So I, I guess we can talk about a little more. Uh, tell us a little more about the actual Saturday morning cartoon project that this Kickstarter uh, that you're wanting to get funded here. Gotcha. Well, um, basically it was born out of wanting to do another game, but not having, (laughs) not having the resources. Like I had so much fun, fun writing the, um, like the cutscenes for the game. And I'm such a big fan of cutscenes. Uh, especially if they're kind of on the bad side, like if the dialogue is bad and stuff. But so, yeah. so Ninja Gaiden is always like, I don't, Ninja Gaiden is always kind of like my, my touchstone as far as like, it's not bad really, but like just cool cut scenes that, that really yeah. do something for the game, you know? And I was like, well, what if I just made something that's all cut scene? And so, mm-hmm. um, basically I just started kind of formulating an idea for, you know, like you said, sort of a Saturday morning style cartoon starring the bands um, and it's just on their adventures. Like some of it's mundane, some of it's like action oriented where we're having to, you know, fight, fight other gangs, or maybe we're just trying to find 
uh, some some coffee that's not decaf because you know that comes up sometimes. They run out of regular coffee. <laughs> um, so so yeah, it just came together. Like I've wanted to make cartoons since I was like nine years old. I thought that was what I was going to be doing with my life. Like period. That's there was no other choices. So I've always had an interest in things like animation and voice acting, even if I'm not particularly great at either. So, um, you know, I wrote a script for a pilot and it was very much based on like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and like uh, kind of introducing you know, kind of introducing the characters in a way that, you know, hopefully people can grasp. And then uh, kind of moving on from there, once you've got a foundation, like the pilot is very much setting a foundation so that. Uh, later on, we can have episodes that are more action heavy where we're not having to explain so much like who the mad gear is and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, no, that's that's awesome. I I, uh, I appreciate also watching the the pilot, which I think everyone should go check out on YouTube if, if you can. Uh, I like that you have a character in there that's sort of uh, a character that, that brings you in. Like the, you know, you're not always spending time with the mad gear. You've got, um, I'm trying to think of the word here, but you've got a guy that comes into this video store and he has like zero qualifications. Uh, and then he just sort of gets thrust into these, these, um, crazy situations like any good Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of like yeah. your it's kind of like your '80s type star of a of a starting movie or starting TV show. I really like that. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's very much an April O'Neil character. Like, I I wasn't trying to rip off Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I did watch their pilot episode and said, "Yeah, well, it's I think it is important to have some characters outside of quote unquote the main characters." that just sort of can point out the ridiculousness of the situation, you know, because if it's just, if it's just your, your off the wall characters, there's no, there, it's like a straight man or straight woman. Yeah. You need a straight man. Cause you're going to have all sorts of, uh, wacky shenanigans, you know, characters, uh, that, yeah, you need someone to sort of play off of. And I think that's great. And I, I love the introduction of the mad gear and their secret lair basically, or not right. so secret lair. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a sewer, yeah, right? I, <laughs> it's not a, It's not the sewer. <laughs> and I really like the uh, th- you know your your band and, and the games. I, I love the throwback to to beat 'em ups. And what what I, what I was wondering, just kind of watching that, and you know your name, <laughs> the band's name is Mad Gear, and you got the beat 'em up games. I'm assuming you guys have a passion for beat 'em ups. I always felt like I was one of the only guys who really just thought beat 'em ups were the best genre from the you know the 8-bit and 16-bit eras is that, is that something you guys really enjoy then well yeah and i mean that's it's just i owned a copy of final fight on the super nintendo growing up and i should say you know uh, I, it's you know we've we've declared a truce between nintendo and sega uh, so <laughs> but uh, you know and i i definitely appreciate the the genesis now that i'm older and wiser but um i was definitely a snes kid growing up and i had final fight the you know the the port of the original arcade game and I didn't know that it was quote unquote bad. I loved that game with every fiber <laughs> of my being and just walking down a street and just kicking butts yeah. was just, you know, I, I just thought it was great. And um, along with that, you know, once I got a little bit older and kind of we put some distance between us in the, you know, late 80s and, you know, early 90s to mid 90s, like you see all the funny over the top like tough guy kind of stuff going on like to me the the 
the peak of that is Nintendo's Play It Loud campaign. Like, and you should Google that if you're not aware of what I'm talking about. But it was when they oh. were trying to make Nintendo look tough, and it's yeah. hilarious. Like, there's one <laughs> with Kirby, and he's got like a mug shot, and he's got like stubble and, and oh, like yeah. band aids on him and stuff. And it's like Kirby's tough too. Meanwhile, you play, you know, Kirby's Dreamland, and it's the cutest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> um, a week or so before the first show, I sent the band, you know, the the cover art from Bad Dudes. And was like, here's the dress code for the show, guys. And it wasn't a real thought out decision. But since then, things have just kind of evolved from there where I really like kind of dove in and fell more in love with that whole like, you know, bad dude kind of thing. Just because it's it's hilarious, but it's also cool in a way. It's very so. earnest. And I, I think I've adopted. I've told you this. You've seen it, too, where it's like when I perform live as a band with diets, it's the same deal. Where it's like, yeah, this is sort of the same aesthetic I'm going for, where it's like double dragon, dragon twins mm-hmm. uh, meets bad dudes, beats, you know, whatever cut off jean jacket. <laughs> yeah, bandanas and leather. Yeah, bandanas, and sunglasses. And it's totally cheesy in eighties and early nineties, but I, I just love that. I love that feel. I love that I love any movies that that capture that. Um uh, and you know I I love what the Mad Gear is doing. I love that you know they've got you on board. Um just I remember like when you made the short story music video with the band and just how much like effort and passion went into that and maybe yeah, go man, I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, it just made me think like whatever you guys do next, I'm looking forward to it. Cause I feel like when I see you honestly, Cam, when I see you put something out there, I feel like you put 110% effort into it. And like, I honestly, I really admire that. So <laughs> I really appreciate that, man. And um, yeah, it's I do. <laughs> yeah. When when you when I put something out, generally, I mean, it's I mean, I guess there are some things that I just kind of put out like, you know, if they're more like temporary, uh, you know, promotional things or whatever. But um, when you see these longer projects, it is something that I've poured over. And really thought, am I hitting all the right marks here? Am I, and and it's, you know, very much like love letters to whatever it is it might've been like, you know, what you're referring to is a, you know, we recovered Ken and Giles theme and it's yeah. like an 11 minute short film. And, um, yeah, man, I mean, I, I mean, I grew up when I grew up, there's no way I can't, I, you couldn't have avoided, uh, street fighter two. And it definitely left a mark on my, my development as a kid and my appreciation of video games and all that kind of stuff. So it was a love letter to that. And in very much the same way, Turbo City Guidance, like it's it's like all the marks left on me from, you know, whether it be Saturday morning cartoons or or, or something a little more specific like beat 'em ups and all that kind of stuff. Cause yeah, beat 'em ups were definitely kind of a product of their time. You know, as far as I guess people make beat 'em ups here and there now, but it's not yeah. like, you know, it's like RPGs. An evolution. Yeah, it's not it's not a a staple uh, genre video game like it's kind of had its time. And that was and that was sort of it. And it's I'm not lamenting that um, because I do understand the limits of beat em ups like it is, you know, literally just walking and punching. But <laughs> I do I do really love them and really love the vibe of, 
you know, especially stuff like Final Fight and Streets of Rage, just because they're just they're just to me, they're undeniably great, you know. Yeah. And I think along with the those games, uh, you've got the soundtracks, right? Mm-hmm. So are you writing the music for is the music already written for the show or are there songs in mind that'll be replayed as the episodes? Hopefully as this Kickstarter gets funded, do you already have like music you plan in, on on writing or have in place for different episodes? Well, we've already got, you know, kind of a bank of the band, like has sort of a bank of, um, and some of it's already been released actually just as little, you know, YouTube videos or whatever. Um, of like chip toony kind of standalone things. And obviously I would use those if we found a good spot for them. Um, as far as the rest of the season goes, um, you know, and if it gets funded and whenever we're, when, when we can make it, you know, um, those will probably be written, uh, once scripts are finalized and all that kind of stuff. I'm not sure if that's what you're asking specifically, but yeah, yeah, um, I guess, I, yeah, I guess I was just asking, uh, how much music was written for the show already and how much more do you think you'd have to write? Oh, gotcha. Well, yeah, there's some things that would be repeated, like, um, like the theme that plays in the rental shop is probably yeah. always going to be the same or some kind of variation on it. Like we would probably end up using, you know, late motifs a lot, which is, you know, kind of where, you know, you have sort of a theme, a melodic theme, and you put it in different musical contexts to, uh, you know, remind people of that other music they heard. But then, you know, you're in a different place or a different time or a different character or whatever. So maybe there's a different spin on that music. And then um, there's a theme that plays during the intro of the show that's kind of, to me, that's like the theme of the show. And uh, it's real strong. Um, and it, actually, I will just go ahead and say our the, the soundtrack for the first episode is on our Bandcamp, which is uh, the Gear slash Bandcamp uh, dot com. And um, it's it's titled Nebulae, and it was written by our guitarist, um, Justin, a.k.a. Yeah. Shreddy Krueger. And uh, it's just real. It's got this like gritty, gritty city vibe to have like just a really bad label of gritty city. Um, it's, uh, but it just sort of embodies the feel of the show. And I would, I would put money on that being reused, uh, several times, but then also like we had a theme for, uh, this gang that shows up about halfway through the episode called the DOS gang. And it's a very like computery robotic. So, (laughs) so (laughs) thanks, man. And so you could also bet on like different, um, gangs and different people having their own themes you know, when they show up in the show, you know, kind of like yeah. final, like final fantasy, you know, like all, it, a lot of the different characters having their own theme, you know, a musical theme. I mean, yeah. yeah. And it also makes me think, of, I don't know if you ever played river city ransom, but I yeah. love how there were different street gangs and they had their own turf and yeah. their own musical theme. Like, yeah, I, I totally get into all that. I think, I think this is, uh, man, I'm going <laughs> to do my best to get this hyped up. Um, I hope everyone out there listening goes and checks out the Kickstarter and checks out the first episode. Um, you can definitely hop on the Mad Gear Bandcamp and listen to some great music. 
Yeah, right, right, right uh, after I watched the first episode, I immediately went to Kickstarter and backed you guys. I, that was pretty cool. I, and I've never seen anything like that. I mean, I, I know there's some other retro things out there where people are trying to make video games, but I love the brand you all are starting. It's kind of neat that it, it developed from a from a band to a brand, uh, no pun intended. But uh, I just <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that, and, and I, I went out myself, and I don't just do that with anything. I, I, my Kickstarters are very, very few and far between, and uh, I immediately went out and, and supported you guys. So, And all you listeners out there, make sure you support these guys we'll, we'll keep talking but i'll have all the links in the show notes and we'll keep pushing this because they, they have a goal uh come here at the uh what is it like mid-april is uh your goal? um i think it's april 1st actually april 1st okay okay yeah yeah and it's i was i've been telling people over the last couple of days it's like what with what with the tornadoes that just hit middle tennessee and the coronavirus it's like man i really know how to pick a good time to launch a crowdfunding campaign so uh, we're we're kind of up against the odds here, but um, that's that's sort of the classic underdog story, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So, uh, but yeah, man, I pre I appreciate all that, and I know that like you know Kickstarter, especially you know here in the year 2020, you know several years after the whole crowdfunding boom, like there's definitely hesitance to back stuff, and I totally get that. Um, so definitely, uh, you swinging by and, and throwing us a few dollars is super appreciated. And, and that's kind of the thing we're, um, you know, literally any amount helps. So if people even want to throw a buck in there, that's, that's totally cool. So, yeah. And we still got, uh, let's see, uh, as of this recording, we got 18 days to go. We're going to try and get this episode out <laughs> sooner than later. Yeah, we'll definitely absolutely. get the word out about it. But, um, yeah, we're going to go ahead and I think segment to unless you have any more questions, Nick, we'll probably talk more I, about the game we were going to talk about. But um, I, yeah, I, I do. It, this is a really random question, but there there's a sound effect uh, that happens right after one of the characters says this is the hideout of the mad gear. And it's from some mm-hmm. Super Nintendo game, and I cannot for the life of me remember what it was. I, <laughs> I was Googling it. I was on YouTube. I, I, I can't figure it out. What, do you remember what that it was? Is, it is from X-Men Mutant Apocalypse. Yes, there it is. Yes. Okay, there it is. Okay. I Capcom. Play, Capcom game. Yeah, I played yep. it all the time. Yep, okay. there, <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a great game. I'll Jeez, say that. Shit. And a unique kind of beat-em-up. But also, um, yeah, that w- there's, there's like still two or three little things that were placeholders. And I meant to replace them with like quote unquote more original um, sound effects, but I couldn't think of anything better. And I was like, you know what? I think Capcom is probably not going to nail us for this, so we'll no. just keep it in there. No. <laughs> I mean, Sega's not coming after us for. I mean, I hope not. Oh um, for yeah. our use of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog music. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably not. Or some of the background music you'll hear later in the show, but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't tell him, Nick. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron wrote that, man. Yeah. No, yeah, I wrote all. I wrote everything. This is very cool. Aaron. Aaron Nakamura. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and I also echo your all's comments about you know growing up with this with this stuff and you know I and I've told the listeners many times I I play music at wineries like I play this real peaceful acoustic set and uh, it's hilarious because I'll cover my set list is so hilarious i got like from sublime to taylor swift to leonard skinner to to 311 nice. and then i throw in green hill zone by sonic i do this real cool version of that just on acoustic guitar and um i, I just think it's neat that a, a lot of us bring our childhoods into our our musical influence and how we perform mm. and things like that so it's just it's just cool and and watching your all's video just 
videos just kind of make me want to do more more of that kind of stuff so anyways it's just yeah for sure for sure yeah, cool. yeah, yeah and and quick side note uh jean baptiste of uh stephen colbert fame yes um, he does Ooh. he he's always throwing in that yes. kind of stuff and he actually does a really great version of green hill zone as well so you also check th- some of that out if you haven't already yeah if you if you watch uh colbert uh then you will hear some video game music Every now and then, it's awesome. <laughs> it's yep, cool. I've heard. I've Always heard some surprised. Sonic. I've heard from Street Fighter Two for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, I was getting. Oh, I, so oh, the only th- other thing I was going to mention to you before I forget was the voice acting is great. Like the Thanks, uh, yeah. So I'd seen on the Kickstarter. Uh, I know it was. Uh, is it Tom Thornhill? Yep. Yep. And he does the voice of Guy, our main character, as well as uh, some other folks, including people from the DOS gang, um, and Bill and Toby. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And how, how did you go about getting that level of voice talent? Um, you'd have to ask Tom. Uh, I, he, he's, I just met him looking back on it. It's kind of like just one of those faded things. I walked into this local game, stop, walked into this local game shop called play and trade. And he was working there and somehow, um, a conversation about monkey Island started up Yeah, and he started, he was telling me like, you know, he's, he does improv locally and all this stuff. And I was like, and I, I had been doing a sketch comedy thing for a long time, and it had just ended. And I was like, why couldn't we have met like a year or two ago? But anyway, um, got to know him a little bit better and um, worked with him here and there. And um, eventually I was just like, he is – he's like – like I can kind of do voices. Like I can sort of do little accents or you know, do something like that sounds like her voice. Oh, yes, certainly. Yeah, yeah. And it's gotten less awful over the years. Um, But again, I'm just sort of on this kind of mid-level, but Tom's like professional level. And um, he's so versatile. And I mean, again, he's just like one of those guys like Hank Azaria or somebody who just has these this big box of voices and can do what you need him to do can has great timing. And I should also say, like, along with the voices, he's just kind of been on this journey with me since the beginning, like, um, you know, just kind of encouraging me and uh, helping with artwork and all kinds of stuff. So really, it's it's like, yeah, you're seeing a lot of me when you when you see the the pilot itself. Um, yeah. But there's but there's a lot a of Tom team. in there as well. Yeah, yeah you exactly. Got Tom, yeah, you got a whole team of great people. I know. I know Rob from uh, Rhythm and Pixels is is programming, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and he's a awesome guy. Uh, and then you already mentioned uh, Carlos handling that sweet, sweet pixel art mm-hmm. and polishing that up. And I just think you guys have a great team. And man, I am like genuinely excited, and I don't use. I don't use those words lightly. Like I'm super excited to see this is your, uh, get uh, off the ground. Is your pixel artist the same guy who does like the cutscene art too? Because some of those characters look real familiar, kind of like the uh, two dudes logo. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, oh, th- that's it's funny you should ask because <laughs> oh, yeah. if it will. OK, OK, so. Um, well, well, so you said you were on you said you were on the uh, and you said two dudes, two crew dudes. And I that made me think of two guys in a nest. There's this yeah, guy named Jason. Jason. There's this yeah, guy named yeah. Jason Fox that did some art for two dudes that that two dude i'm having trouble tonight guys sorry um that uh did some art for two dudes in a nest yep. and that's how i found him so he a lot of the portrait art like the close-up like shoulders up um art he did probably 75 percent of what you see in the show like all the band stuff or all the mad gear stuff and uh we we ended up redo like completely do redoing some of the character design um, but again, all the band stuff is definitely his. So it's got sort of like, I'm not sure what to compare it to. It's like sort of anime, but not like all the way in that direction. It's kind of like hard lines and sort of manga looking, but, um, but he did a really great job as well. So yeah, there, again, like Aaron said, there's a lot of hands in this, especially when it comes to the art. There's like, I think like it ended up being like five different people who helped with that part of it. So. Yeah, I noticed that right away as soon as I saw that art. I'm like, man, it looks just like that logo from Two Dudes. So I figured it was had to be the same guy. So that's really cool. Yep. Cool. Yep. All right. So are we ready to kick off the show and go to the game? Are we ready to start? Why not? Ready to start. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> so we always intro this with a little uh, little saying we do. So uh, Aaron, game on. Game on, Nick. Hey, Cam, game on. Game on, Nick. Game on! Yeah, game on! Sega! Didn't miss a beat. So uh, we're going to be covering Two Crude Dudes, or it's also known as Crude Buster in Japan, right? Kind of like a uh, right. little spiritual successor to uh, to Bad Dudes, right? A lot, lot, lot of dude talk today. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it, it does really. I mean, it's a Data East game. It's got that go right and fight a on Duda, a single plane. Data East game. Yeah. Yeah, there. Well, I see what you did there. <laughs> Man, that was those bad. dad puns. That was bad. Those <laughs> dad puns. <laughs> coming out coming in hot tonight. Oh yeah. <laughs> I told you I'm back, man. <laughs> so yeah, this can game. Can we talk about that uh box can we talk about the box art real quick? Oh, it's the amazing. Best. It's amazing. Like so we're these not- guys do not look like this when you get no. in the game. They, uh, yeah, I don't know. They, they look, look a little bulkier in the game. They look like the Nasty Boys from like the old wrestling, uh, <laughs> you know, from the eighties and nineties. The tag team Nasty Boys. That's what I thought. Like yes. Brian Knobs out there. But yeah, you're right. That's uh, and you're talking about the actual Sega Genesis box art, right? Because the uh, yes. Mega Drive was a, was a, quite a bit different too. Yeah. No, you're right. I was talking about the the Sega Genesis box art. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's some cool-looking art, but, man, they do not look like the guys who you actually play as in the game. <laughs> no, it's kind of like the guys on the, the box art, they're, like, oiled up and kind of hairless. They they look like, if you've seen The Wrestler, um, that Darren, was Darren Aronofsky? Darren Aronofsky, it, yeah. The, like, they look like wrestlers, well, like Nick said, like wrestlers, but in their prime. <laughs> But you get right. into the game, and they look like the wrestler you see 30 years later at the convention, <laughs> like waiting yes. for somebody to ask from for an autograph kind of thing. Like they're they're kind of past their prime a little they bit. They look a little Some old, old meat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and that's that's kind of a theme with this game where they 
playing this game does feel like, even when the game came out, it, it I, I think it felt like it was from a bygone era already by that yeah. point. And, and, and then the uh, the Mega Drive box art, I mean, it almost looks like a combination of yeah, Double Drag, like yeah, Billy and Jimmy Lee, or maybe like Bill Lance from Contra. Like it was, it, it it's more of a drawing than a cartoon that the uh, Sega Genesis box art is. So it's really odd how you see these you know real tough guys out here, and then you just get these like goofy looking Slimer dudes <laughs> when, you, when you start the game. Yeah, they're huge too. Like the sprites are massive, yeah. man. It's crazy. Yeah, this is not a bad looking game at all yeah, compared to a lot of other it's definitely got good games on Genesis. It's got yeah. character for sure. And um, I'll, I'll be honest when I when I uh, when I first discovered this game, um, we always try to start with our memories of the game as well. Um, when I first discovered this game, I was kind of going through my emulation phase back, yeah, late '90s, early 2000s when I was in college, high school, and uh, I saw this and I thought, oh, it's a beat 'em up and. I kind of turned it off. It, I kind of went away from it because my favorite beat em ups were kind of more on the you know, 3D plane or whatever you want to call it, where you can move up and down more than just left or right. Mm. And uh, I, I kind of didn't play this game very much when it came out. It just reminded me of Last Battle. You know, the first guy I hit kind of falls 80 feet off the screen. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> maybe I don't want to play this one. I, I kind of, you know, I, I want more of a combo system and more grappling. And so I didn't play a lot of it when I when I first saw it. Um, but. Uh, a couple years later, I, I eventually kind of read about it some more and heard it had some uh, more humorous sides to it with uh, you know, some of the some of the bosses you fight and, and even some of the graffiti in the background had some humor to it. So I gave it another chance a few years later, but definitely wasn't something that caught my eye immediately. But uh, did you guys have any memories? Did you play this as a kid? Something more recently? Uh, so, okay, so I can say I remember playing Bad Dudes in the arcade, Bad Dudes, and also having the NES game and then like fighting with all my siblings for time to play it. But when Two Crew Dudes hit, I don't remember. It's like it landed with a whimper. I don't remember it in the arcade at all. Like, I know, you know, I think it was Crude Buster in the arcade. Uh, but the first time I saw it was at a Hollywood video on a shelf. And I was like, whoa, is this Bad Dudes too? Like, it kind of blew my mind that this thing existed and I, you know, this kid didn't know about it and it was like 1995 or something and they still had Sega Genesis games that you could rent uh, and yeah I looked at it and I was like, oh, well maybe I should play it and so I rented it and yeah I didn't I didn't know what to make of it at first because it's like, oh, this isn't like a <laughs> you know, it is more, uh, a little bit more like Bad Dudes, uh, of course but maybe not enough different it still plays different but it's not for the time it came out you'd expect it to be on the level of of a like uh streets of rage or a final fight but it still has a very late 80s feel to it in the gameplay department yeah Yeah. i remember renting it and and it's definitely one of those games you would rent but maybe not necessarily (laughs) buy But it has two-player co-op, so eh, it's cool. I had no... I mean, again, growing up with Super Nintendo, I wasn't venturing into the Sega um, part of the blockbuster Hollywood video. You know, I wasn't venturing into that portion of the the store very often. The dark, seedy underbelly... Yeah, that's where the that's where the that's where the scary kids hung out, and I I was I was very squeaky clean, um, but 
No, I secretly wanted a Sega. I mean, I I was definitely one of those kids who would be like, Super Nintendo's better, but I wanted both. You know, you just that was an unreasonable request for your parents, um, for most people's parents anyway. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, I think the first time I heard of this game existence period was just you know maybe four or five years ago when I started really getting into video game music, and I think I the first time I heard it was or heard any of the music was on. Um, legacy music hour and i was just like how the the fact that there's a game called two crude dudes <laughs> is amazing and i love it and i just think ever since then i would just kind of like I, I was aware of the box art and how amazing it is and uh but until we talked about doing the show i had never played it never seen the gameplay so i'll just go ahead and say like when i first booted up i was a little bit horrified like it just it's it the the sprites are are big and kind of clunky and uh, and maybe it's just like a kind of gameplay that I'm not really used to but um, I was I felt maybe like I would as a kid having been fooled by the box art yeah uh, but yeah again not not aware of this game at all until just a few years ago so I mean it's a crapshoot you see a guy with shades on the cover you know kind of making that that big fist and you're like oh this could be cool look he's he's got a car he's lifted a whole car he's gonna go <laughs> mm -hmm. chunk at someone mm -hmm. and you know it could go one of two ways because there's like shatter hand on the nes where it's just like this uh, guy who looks like a like bruce willis uh looks like a construction worker mm -hmm. with with some shades or some cool shades or something and that game turned out awesome so you never know with box art <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he looks like he looks like an action star, but just a little bit past his prime, maybe. Like just yeah. a, a dad action star. Yeah, not absolutely. And I can attest. I don't know how many times I was fooled by the box art. I love that line because every time, and that's all the exposure we had. I used to have a rental store just down the street from me, and I didn't have any magazines or, or see anything on TV, and I would just pull games from Nintendo off the shelf and be like, "Oh, that looks cool." You didn't know any better. It's like. No, that has nothing to do with what I'm playing right now. <laughs> That's right. That's cool. that, should be, that should be a new segment of the show. Fooled by the box art. Mm -hmm. <laughs> cool. Hey, it has the official Sega Genesis seal of quality, so... Hey, yeah, <laughs> how bad could it be? <laughs> hey, fooled by the seal of quality, man. That's, yeah. that's, a, whole, uh, that's a whole other thing. A whole other thing. <laughs> So it's funny too because I actually owned uh, Bad Dudes for Nintendo. We didn't have a whole lot of Nintendo games when I was when I was growing up. It was we probably maybe had ten. Bad Dudes was one of them, and that game was just hard. I don't think this game was <laughs> quite as hard as Bad Dudes, but um, this one. No, it. and it's a little less choppy. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Bad Dudes is is just kind of crappy programming. Like it's it's like I. I I remember I played that just a few years ago as well, like in earnest. Like I'd probably played it when I was, you know, five or something. But I was just amazed at how bad the flicker was and um, just just kind of glitchy feeling, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, and that was kind of indicative of a lot of daddy esports on the NES at the time. And... Except for Side Pocket. Just, that was my favorite game. Side Pocket was solid, and that was an arcade. Mm -hmm. good, Love that good game. catch there, Nick. Uh, <laughs> no, you're right. Most uh, NES Daddy Esports were not so hot. I'm not sure why yeah, I remember that. Games of, all the data, solid. of all the Daddy East games I played, I remember I Side Pocket the most. <laughs> I know. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I could see why 
crude buster, two crude dudes got ported to the Sega Genesis because uh, I know at least music wise, similar FM synthesis, similar hardware. Uh, the Sega Genesis did have sort of that, uh, you know, attitude <laughs> going on in the in the advertising. So I feel like it this definitely, game definitely it, fits that. That's what I was going to say. It definitely feels like a Sega Genesis game, not just because it is, but like just the idea of it, you know? Yeah. Like it's something that you could imagine. If someone just said two crude dudes, you'd be like, yeah, that's probably a Sega game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that That's that's a mid-era NES or Sega for sure. Yeah. So, Nick, maybe we should talk about the story a little bit because it's like a total ripoff of uh, Escape from New York. Yeah. <laughs> and before, before I go into that, I'm going to hit the info just real quick. I'm yeah, yeah, go for stay it. Stay with my notes here. <laughs> but uh, the game. You've got the notes. I I'm, got the notes, I'm, buddy. You've got them. I go got for it. <laughs> so the uh, arcade game was released in 1990 and uh, it got ported to the Genesis in 92. Of course, we mentioned it was developed by Data East. Uh, it was composed, or the sound was credited to a person named Azusa Hera, which when you look back at the resume of Azusa, I'm sure I'm slaughtering that name, a lot of Data East games, so I guess that was just part of the company. And if you wanted to buy this game today, as of March 13th, 2020, if you wanted to get the real cart, um, price charting has it going for $20.80 loose and $41.24 for a complete box. So there you go, Ooh. quick info. But the story, I pulled this off Moby Game, so it's just a real quick uh, overview. Uh, it says, after a nuclear explosion, New York needs rebuilding. This has barely started when the Big Valley gang enters and takes control, full control of themselves. The government sends a pair of heavies known as the Crude Dudes in to clear them out. As one of these Crude Dudes, you must travel through the streets and take out Big Valley's people, destroying their vehicles and avoiding the force of their weaponry. Foes include werewolves, skeletons, and hunchbacks. Gameplay is essentially bad dude-style beat-em-up driven, with bosses on each level. So that was from Moby Games. I know there's a, a real kind of interesting story. Um, when you open it up and it's funny Aaron because you know we covered Super Baseball 2020 last episode and then you know if you think about it 10 years from now uh, this probably could have been a game we covered then too because we're trying to live out the current uh, future games <laughs> in our show as we go so, <laughs> so 10 years from now from Super Baseball 2020 uh, you know this stuff happens so there you go we missed uh, Outrun 2019 Ooh, I guess crap, oh well did, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's kind of funny, but uh, what were these guys? Shame. What were these guys' name? I saw it on a website, and I can't remember. They actually had a couple of names, right? Crude and Buster. Crude and Buster. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> uh, when you look at the manual, it just says two crudes. Um, Tab and uh, Gibby. <laughs> yeah, we can just make some up. That might be better uh, than what they really are. Yeah. <laughs> We'll to yeah, I feel like you got to go in really heavy in one direction or other. They're either Blade and <laughs> Razor, or they're uh, Tad and um, and Jeff. Stone, Stone. and <laughs> Rock. <laughs> Hawk and Warrior. Go wrestling here again. Yep. Oh, I saw that somewhere. I can't remember, but I guess it really doesn't matter. Because all you do is pick one, or you don't even really pick one. You just are one. Nope. And you yeah. start beating they, guys they up. They have a, the exact more. same move set. <laughs> so, um, did you guys try playing this two players at all? I usually get my kid, I, kids to play with me, and I almost, I did. So, so it's actually better two player. It's a lot better two player. Yeah, and I kind of missed out because uh, 
you can buy this on the Switch. Uh, there's a release, I think it's like $8 or something right now on the eShop. Because um, it came out for Arcade, Genesis, and then Nintendo Switch of all places. I was kind of shocked about that. But um, it is there. I was going to buy it and play it with my kids, but didn't quite get there. But uh, my youngest really likes uh, beat-em-ups. He loves playing like Turtles and Streets of Rage with me. So I figured he would like this, but it didn't quite happen. But uh, Okay. Did you play with uh, your kids, Aaron? Uh, I didn't play it with any of my kids. I was about to tonight, but they were off playing Minecraft, and I didn't want to <laughs> break them free of their Minecraft days. Uh, <laughs> no, I ended up playing it. Uh, I was hanging out with my my best bud, Jesse, and I was over at his place the other weekend, and we were just... I had my EverDrive, and I was going through a bunch of Sega Genesis games, looking for like two-player co-op games, trying to remember what was on there. And I was like, oh, have you ever played this one? He's like, no. Oh, well, let's check it out. And yeah, playing a two-player, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, it's, it's mindless action. If you look at like a Let's Play on YouTube, the game really only lasts about, I think it was something like 36 minutes, which, you know... Beat 'em up games are not that long, uh, but yeah, if you play a two-player, uh, make sure you crank up the continues and lives. <laughs> it's it's pretty fun. It's maybe not as fun as like a Streets of Rage two or something like that, but I I just like you know beating up uh, vending machines and grabbing Coca Colas, right? Shooting <laughs> Coca Cola. Yep. Yeah, just, and just down in it. Down in it, yeah. It's like a, a little bonus stage in between the levels. You just beat up a machine and grab those Cokes, and that's how you get your life back. And then I like the ability that... I, I like that you can throw lampposts and cars, and you can grab, like, helicopters out of the sky and throw those, Yeah, too. so I, and I took that note because... Uh, when I got to that stage, I, I didn't realize you could do that, and I literally sat there for five Same. minutes. Just yeah, <laughs> I kept killing the guys over and over. I'm like, what in the world? And I finally got up on the next level and picked up the airplane or helicopter or whatever and threw it. I was like, oh, okay. And there's a lot more to pick up than I realized uh, after I Same. yeah after I saw that. I started picking up uh, lampposts and sticks and brick or whatever, whatever the heck else I'm picking up. So it was a yeah. You can throw enemies at other enemies. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's a game of throwing almost. It really like, is. The throwing is plays a huge is the role. Mechanic. It's on the front cover of the game. I mean, at least in in America, 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 uh, America. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, the controls and everything are pretty simple in this game. The gameplay too is like. I think we were used to a certain level of complexity when it, when we got to the Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo where it's like, oh, we've got more buttons. We should have more things to do. And this game is still sort of from an era where it's like, okay, so, sort of. I mean, you use the three buttons, but there's not much complexity other than, okay, you can throw guys, you can punch, and you can kick a little bit, and that's it. There's no, like, really special combos or special, like, throw moves. Um, what you see is pretty much what you get. So once you've, like, figured out how to throw, throw things uh, and dodge enemies, that's most of the game. 
Yeah, but one thing I wish you were able to do is throw enemies upwards. Because I, I found yeah. myself wanting to... Air juggling. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or just, you know, there's those like annoying flamethrower guys. Like, I was always wanting to get them, like, keep them away from me. And, you know, they'd be above you, whatever. And, and I will say, just going back, backfilling for a second, is like, I just, I, I ended up, like, I played it and maybe cranked you know like you said cranked all the wives up moved it down to easy and got maybe five stages in and i was like okay next time i'm gonna play this one more time but i'm gonna watch a let's play first and it was co-op and i was like oh this looks like so much more fun with another person and also knowing what knowing what you're doing looks like fun too um but i was like oh you can throw that oh you can throw that okay you can throw that and then one thing that I kept doing that was really getting on my nerves was I would, I would pick up a lamppost and be like, all right, buddy, get ready. And I would throw it over their head yes, accidentally. Because yes, you have to, a lot of the lampposts, you have to duck and throw, yep. which to me is not intuitive at all. Um, so especially, I was constantly throwing throwing things over people's heads. Yeah, especially with those mullet guys coming at you, the, the mass oh, line man, of mullet that, guys. Yeah, there's just I, an army of mullet men. <laughs> And I figured out the the names of the characters. You'll never believe it. It's Biff, B I F F, and Spike. Yes, that's Biff perfect. and Spike. Sounds like, yes. a, sounds like a beach volleyball team. They are almost <laughs> indistinguishable from each other. They're they're pretty eight bit in that regard. Where it's like, mm. oh, the, we're the same character sprite. They're eight Biff, maybe. Oh, <laughs> sorry, that was bad. I gotta say, going back like to the, going back to the Turbo City, I uh, I love the little uh, what was it, Turbo City? That was good. <laughs> that, that, that's my humor. <laughs> I was about, well, I'm a, I'm a father too, so you know we just we can't help ourselves, can we? No, it's like looking at the manual, and it's pretty bananas. I'm, I'm kind of digging it. Hey, bananas like the graffiti. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I've got an achievement about that later. So sweet. <laughs> Like uh, okay, here's a sentence. It says, "What fate awaits you when you finally reach Big Valley's hideout? Who cares? Let's party on, evil dudes." <laughs> what? <laughs> like, yeah, what? I uh, I typed out the uh, the dialogue of the ending scene. I'll read it later, but it's it's just as bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys got got to watch it's the credit roll. This this game does not take itself very seriously. And that's okay. I like that. It's got kind of yeah. I, I do kind of like the comic book. Uh, actions that sort of pop out when you when you hit people kapow yeah yeah i think maybe there is a biff sound effect so maybe there's a spike i don't know (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah the 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 kapow and wham and all that stuff i i like that because aaron you've heard me complain about other kind of beat-em-up games that when you're (laughs) fighting there's no feedback as i call it because you know back then you didn't you didn't have a rumble so when you're playing Streets oh. of Rage or Final Fight, you kind of hear the noise of you hitting. So that- sometimes you'd have, yeah. Sometimes it would be a voice sample, or sometimes it would just be kind of a boom. It would be some sort of yeah, because you remember, knock sound. Remember that great fighting game we covered, Slaughter Sport? There was just like no. Oh, the best! <laughs> didn't even <laughs> not nod. Didn't even know I was hitting the guy when I was punching. So having that little feedback, you know. Uh, back in the 90s with no rumble at, that made the game a lot better in my opinion but I, I like that whole comic style it like, kind of popped up with like a pop up you know, wham biff whatever the heck and it looked kind of looked like a comic book type thing so that's always kind of cool yeah it, it reminded me of uh, there was an episode of the Simpsons where I think it was uh, was it Radioactive Man uh, yeah. Fallout Boy and they're 
it's like some crime fighting scene and you see all like the action bubbles pop up and then like one of them just says mint (laughs) i don't remember that action verb for some reason (laughs) that's great like kapow mint I don't remember that, but that that sounds cool. I'm about to. Yeah. The Simpsons are on Disney Plus now. I'm gonna have to go check that out again. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, like the whole series. And yeah, I, that's pretty cool. I don't think I've watched a Simpsons episode since like the fourth or fifth season, so got a lot of catching up to do. Way to go, Disney! You've completely redeemed yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I have a weird note, so I think it's stage three. Yeah. And I know this. These little dogs come running at you, and I swear when they when they. When they come and attack you, they literally are biting your nipple, and they're just hang- hanging there off of the dude's peck. I'm like, what? Yeah, and he's like, he's like trying to flex them off. I'm yeah. like, if you yeah. would go about removing these dogs in a more efficient manner, they would stop biting you. Yeah. The dogs and the little munchkin guys made me want to tear my hair out. Oh, I know. That, I, I, it really pissed me off. Because I'm- I mean, I feel like these guys sort of dropped out of a right said Fred video. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm feeling like. Like they're they're that kind those, those kind of guys where it's just like, hey, just want to flex and be all muscular and yeah, and party and party. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's like let's not take any of this saving New York stuff too seriously <laughs> because really we're just here to party. The to me the highlight of the game maybe is the I just won the stage um, hamstring stretch. Yes! And I was with, about that. Like, what's going on with that? With the creepy grin at the end. Like, it it really brings me joy. That's the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels pose. That's right. You know what? Oh. Another, way, another way to say it, it sparks joy. <laughs> it really does spark I will, joy. I'm not going to throw out that scene because it sparks joy. <laughs> sparks joy. I love it. Oh, but I, I yeah, I, I, I took that note, and and I also, the dogs and the and the short guys, that kind of and took, Santa, it took away my Santa. <laughs> oh my gosh, Santa Claus! It's it, it, the first it Daddy a, East game that's done this too. This is not the first Daddy East game to like Santa throw Claus Santa throwback. in as a bad guy. And it totally ruined my uh, strategy because I just spammed the jump kick as much as I could. It was funny because when, yeah. when you would jump and kick, you could kind of make your own hurricane kick by hitting left and right real quick when you're in the air, and it just... <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> a little cheat wow. I did. And unless there's an easier way to do it, because I know in Bad Dudes there was a way to do like a hurricane kick, but uh, I just kind of made my own up on this game. So. I will say what did not spark joy was <laughs> the uh, the really horrendous... It's it's To me, it's one of those, like, maybe it's just 2020, and I'm looking at it through different eyes, but... It's a quality of life issue. The yeah. the the way of getting your health back is so tedious. Oh, like yeah. you you the the bonus stage. Like you, even if you've got full health, you have to stand there. As far as I could tell, you have to for thirty seconds or whatever, and beat up a uh, vending machine and get drinks out of it and get two little bars of health at a time. And to me, it's just like, why? Just give me give me the turkey or whatever. Health. Yeah. Like, Why did they have to beat up a perfectly good machine to get health? Exactly. Let me beat up a perfectly good barrel and That's get right. just all that health at one time. Booth. Yeah. There's, there's always a turkey under a phone booth in real life. Yeah. Gotta find it. Um, that's, I, I, I mean, to be honest, like it's kind of a leave a penny, take a penny kind of thing. And if, <laughs> if you're, if you got an extra turkey, you should just leave it in that phone booth and you know, you just, you, it's a pay it forward. 
kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, only good people would do that, so it's makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so did you guys? So I I, I kind of took a little Facebook chat we had. I, I was reading over uh, what you're saying, Cam. I I took it to easy and I up my continues and up my player lives and i still only made it to the second to last level <laughs> i don't know if you guys got any further than i did. i played it on i played it two player with my buddy cranked up the continues and the lies uh kept it on normal i think we made it to level four and there's really only i think uh like five maybe six stages yes yes so there's six stages made it to level four and yeah, that was about as far as I could make it before the game starts spamming some pretty annoying enemies at you. Yeah, the I, I, I think I made it the level past where the tanks first show up, which to me were like some of the worst enemies. I'm sure there's some like strategy to them, but I couldn't figure it out and they just annihilated me every time. But uh, I'm not sure how far I got, honestly, because I lost count, and it doesn't it doesn't say at the beginning of the stage. Yeah. Uh, you know what stage you're on, so. And I could not find a website that said like I kept googling how many stages and two crew dudes and blah blah blah. I couldn't find a good website that would like list them. You got to go to the manual. The manual, <laughs> man. Yeah, I went. So I went to the manual, and it it tells you who the bosses are, and then. Uh, Basically, it says the last stage, which is the last one after stage six. It says on the last stage, you face off against the mad scientist, which is once you get to the air base headquarters, basically. Yeah, and when I watched the walkthrough, he kind of looked like a really short version of like Dr. Wily or something, and then turns into some big crazy monster, right? <laughs> it was just kind of, kind of funny. And I'll, I'll, I'll uh, so spoiler alerts for those who don't want to know the end story of uh, two crew dudes, but I've got to read. Oh, I've, I've got to read this dialogue. So w- whenever it, the game's over, the big facility blows up, and two crew dudes. It looks like they're carrying like pillowcases full of money or something. And uh, the dialogue starts <laughs> off with, "Hey, we did it. We came out on top. We're heroes. We'll be rich. You said it, buddy. They put up a heck of a fight, but we finally stomped them. It's party time, pal. Right on." then it it goes on (laughs) after suffering under the evil madness of Big Valley New York was at last free thanks to the two crew dudes leave it to them the professionals man they didn't even go out for burgers with the president ha 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 (laughs) so yeah I I, I usually don't uh, if I don't beat a game when we cover it I usually don't go skip forward but this one just had too much uh, personality I had to know what happened after the game? It's weird. This game has a lot of personality in one department and then, like, no personality <laughs> yeah. when it comes to the gameplay where it's like, okay, once I've seen everything in the first stage, first one or two stages, the stages start to sort of yeah. all blend Except together. Except for that one stage where I went down <laughs> instead of right. So that was that was fun. <laughs> I, I got to yeah. throw in a, 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 a an observation that I made here that is, is maybe kind of... I don't know, off point or something that a non-Sega kid would say. (laughs) So I I just don't have a lot of points of comparison, but I have played uh, Gunstar Heroes. And there was a point at which I thought, I was like, this is like a beat-em-up Gunstar Heroes because there are so many people running at me at one time. And granted, (laughs) Gunstar Heroes is way more people. but um, And you're not shooting, obviously. But it just felt like when all the mullet men, because there's these mullet guys that run at you, (laughs) like it's like sometimes like four or five at a time. And so, and you can at least knock them away with one hit, 
and it just felt like I was it, it was like bullet hell beat em up like it was it's it's it was a weird feeling to have that much stuff going on in a punch and kick kind of game you know kind of made me think of like uh kung fu or games like that yeah yeah sort of the the first yeah. wave of yeah an earlier wave of go right or go left and fight games <laughs> go left go up then go right go up go right up this giant pagoda for some reason yeah yep. <laughs> biggest pagoda you've ever seen <laughs> because and bruce lee reason, i guess and for some reason, you have to go up the staircase on the left, and then you have to go up the staircase on the right. Yeah. I don't know why. Why we, not just go up the staircase on the left side the whole time? Because we love variety, that's why. That's right. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. But I, I, the other note I took is that I actually enjoyed, I think, I don't know if we talked about this or not, I actually enjoyed the graphics and some of the detail. Uh, if, if you notice, uh, and you pick, a something, you pick something up and as you're walking, you can actually see the the dude's muscles flex, which is kind of interesting that they would put that small detail in there, you know, for mm-hmm. such a small part of the game. And I don't know, I, I like I mentioned, I like the I like the style, even though the style didn't match what was on the front cover of the game. It was just just interesting. Like th- th- these guys didn't look like your your clean cut, you know, body lifting type dude. It was just like this. They just look like street street slimes. I don't know, really rude. No, like cr- they they like crude. Crude, yeah, right? crude's a perfect word. Yeah, the, the, yeah, and uh, go ahead. I was, I was going to say the uh, cover did not look crude to me. They just look like, you know, kind of bad butts, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, I was going to say kind of like what Aaron said a minute ago, where it has a lot of character and yet it doesn't. I feel like <laughs> yeah. the 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 art is the same way. Like there's some stuff that's really detailed and kind of like fun little things that they put in there. And then there's other things where I'm like, they phoned in this animation so bad. Like when, when they walk, like there's no upper body movement kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of a little like attack animations and stuff where I was like, this is crazy lazy. But I, I mean, again, it's it's kind of like you know what the era was all about. So I feel like there there's times where it's like, yeah, it's really detailed and funny and whatever. And other times where I'm like. I just feel like they weren't trying that hard to to make it look like you know like a, how a human walks. Yeah, and, it's, and I it, guess maybe yeah. And it's like they designed the guys with no necks. I don't know if you noticed that when you would jump, like his head would like fall down halfway down his torso. I'm like where's the yeah, dude's neck? Yeah. And he would look up, and I'm like his head's floating. I, I didn't see a neck at all. In the design yeah. Of the- yeah. <laughs> now there's. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It's like one of those things where it's like if it hadn't if it hadn't been ported to the Sega Genesis or Mega Drive, I think this game would have mostly been forgotten, except for people like Legacy Music Hour or video game music podcasts where they'll go and search out an obscure game and pick out the soundtrack. Because uh, the music in this game's great, I think it's probably one of the better qualities of the game. Yeah, uh, but. There's not, there's just not too much else. I would say grab a buddy, play through this game a bit. Uh, um, see the the wackiness of the game and like the enemy design. But it's not one of those ones where it's like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4 on Super Nintendo or a Streets of Rage 2 where you can keep on going back to it because it's just so, so fun. Mm. Yeah, I'd have to agree with all that. Yeah, absolutely. 
and I, I was gonna ask you about the music so you you did like the music in this game Aaron yeah um, the the music engine and the the composition is actually the same composer who worked on bad dudes that you mentioned also worked on this game and many other daddy's games yeah. sadly uh i read right they passed away sometime in the mid 90s but am, they definitely am, yeah, I, am uh, I right that both of you all have covered the stage two of bad dudes am, am i correct on that oh yeah. This is whoa! This is yes. This is very true. <laughs> I forgot yep. about this. I, I feel On very inadequate right album. now. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, where's your bad I dudes? I, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> bad. You cover, I guess I'm just Nick. not bad enough. Jeez. <laughs> you got to get that loop pedal and the acoustic guitar going. And, yeah. Yeah. You'll be set. Yep. That's a sweet guitar. Yeah, right man. I, I feel your yours definitely came first. I feel like we um you probably put yours out in like 2015 or something is that 20, right yeah uh what was it so if i it was when you did with somebody else right yeah it was my buddy rudy um and it was on my first album and i can't even remember when my stuff came out um but this was like when i turned 30 and yeah okay so now this is okay yeah so i made the song in 2014 and then at the end of 2014 with him on guitar and then i think ish uh, and then released it in 2016. cool cool yeah. yeah we we it was one that we started playing as soon as the band got like one of the first rehearsals but we didn't actually like put out any kind of official version until uh, like 2018 or something like that so yeah yeah and i, I like the way you're always builds because um, i was waiting on that i'm not wearing my guitar player i was waiting for that guitar to kick in the way you all built that up and then I think the guitar player just started playing that riff by himself. I was like, "Yeah, there it is." <laughs> it's, a, it's a sweet, sweet little headbanging song. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's a nice little. We we went for. I remember like we when we met together that night to track it. We were like playing uh, Pantera because we were like we're, we were kind of a thrash. <laughs> yeah, a thrash. Yeah. You went thrash, I mean, and I went for. A, a, I was like, <laughs> "Oh, I want to do something genty for some reason." It's like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> The gent. But it, a lot of chugs, huh? A lot of chugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, either way, it's like it's kind of hard not to go kind of hard rock with it because it yeah. is very yeah. metal, metal feeling. But yeah, just different subgenres of metal, hard rock. That's awesome. Absolutely. That's cool. Yeah, I, I didn't even really put that together until about ten minutes ago. When I was thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it, but I've forgotten that. That was like in the I of yeah. This was forgotten more. <laughs> I'm like that nerdy fact checker, you know. But no, I got to do a Wikipedia entry now on you guys. I'll be yep. right. I'll be yep. right back. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> cool. All right. So I think this is a good segue into our next segment. Um, I know Aaron kind of explained what we do next. We kind of throw our own achievements uh, to this when we call this segment the retrofitted achievements. The Channel Christians Retro-Recorded Achievements. I only have three, and we kind of already mentioned one, so that's going to kind of not be as funny as it would have been, but <laughs> good there. Aaron, did you get very many? Uh, so I've, I definitely have one, which is Party Pooper. And that's, uh, <laughs> the, those enemies that, that climb the walls, uh, I would say getting, um, <clears throat> quote, slimed by one of those guys. No. Qualifies as a as a potty pooper. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, my first one is just called Banana Cyberkiss. That's uh, staring at the graffiti <laughs> in stage one and getting killed. Because <laughs> for, for some reason, when I was reading the graffiti, all I read was Banana Cyberkiss. So, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact is that uh, in, I don't know if it's like the censored Super Nintendo version or if it's in the arcade version as well, but when you go into the bathroom stall, I think it's level five of the first final fight, yeah. the uh, the graffiti says kiss as if, <laughs> as if kiss is some kind of like naughty word or something. <laughs> or if like kiss is like what the bad boys listen to. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I wonder that. <laughs> Detroit Rocks. I mean, there's just as much like uh incomprehensible graffiti in streets of rage and yes the of games have the weirdest graffiti yes that is why i'm not to toot my own horn but one of the proudest things one of the like uh the visual jokes in turbo city guide that i'm most proud of is in the hideout it's a, it's graffiti on the wall and it says live laugh love just because that's, <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't I don't know that. why that's, that's awesome. the, fun, that's the funniest level. thing in the world to me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go back and watch that. Though. That's awesome. That sparks joy. That's yeah, sparks, sparks joy. Um, all right. So are we rotating with? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah if, you, if, you, if you got okay. one, go for it. Okay. So I was talking about the tanks earlier and complaining about that. Um, part of the reason they're so annoying is because you can't pick them up easily. So uh, I'll go ahead and do Arnold voice too. You get power lifter if you pick up one of the tanks because it takes a lot of effort. <laughs> nice. The amount of times we've done the Arnold voice on this podcast, Aaron. <laughs> you know, it's just so much the, like just... we don't know how to do any other voices. I don't <laughs> know, <laughs> but everyone can do that voice. That's the hilarious thing. I, and it's funny because it's it's. I don't know that you can really say that he talks exactly like that in real life. It's more like. We all heard or watched the same SNL skit where they were making fun of him. Right. And then we took that impression and we're like, oh, okay. It's point. like when you land on any impression that you really like, you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's the impression. <laughs> right. And also, I mean, there's there's that it, it was just everywhere in the 90s. Like all the uh, all the, like the Simpsons had a and the critic had a uh, like Arnold type character in it. Yeah. That you know, yeah. so that 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 the voice was everywhere. Did nothing. Yeah, I remember exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, radioactive man. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So my next one. I don't know why I noticed this. You guys may have not, but yeah. in the first stage, there's this blue mohawk guy, and uh, my team is called. Look what I can do. Kind of like Stuart from Mad TV, because <laughs> like his animation is so generic and so. Just all of a sudden, like he's just kind of walking. All of a sudden, he throws something at you, but it just looks like his arms flying up in the air, like Stuart from Mad TV. Like, look at what I can do. <laughs> so, there you go. Love it. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm gonna end mine at one. I think you know. <laughs> Got to go out on top. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, mine is based on all the power cola that you consume in this game again not one of my favorite aspects and the achievement is diabetes <laughs> yes and guess what i already got that achievement years ago so i am oh, living right <laughs> <laughs> real life achievement all day <laughs> real life uh, and so my last one like we already kind of mentioned uh, this one's called the heartbreak kid and that's uh, winning a stage and doing the Shawn Michaels pose. Yes. Yep. Good achievements. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. All right. So the next segment of the show is where we ask the big question. Is this game a gym? 
Is this game a Genesis gym? Is it good? Or is it garbage? So, if you guys, the listeners, want to ever get involved in the conversation, be sure to check out uh, the Bit Bros Facebook page at facebook.com slash group slash Bit Bros. And we always post the picture of the game, tell you, you know, what episode it is and whether or not, um, you know, you guys can chime in, say whether or not you think it's a gym, good, or garbage. Um, when you go to Moby, Rank, Moby Games and look at this game, uh, it has a user score of 3.5 out of 5, which wasn't as it wasn't bad. I actually thought it was going to be a little bit better or a little bit worse. Um, one of the notable reviews we, we pulled up is from GamePro back in May of 92. And they gave it an 80 out of 100. And the little headline says, Data East gets a double fist high five for two crude. Biff and Spike have the fight game down cold with sweet visuals, great rocking tunes, and controllable, intuitive gameplay. <laughs> Whether you're a novice or a veteran street beater, you'll be into the dudes because you can choose your difficulty setting and remember, the bigger they come, the harder they fall. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but uh, let's uh, shoot over to Facebook and see what our listeners have to say. So we posted this kind of on short notice, so I know uh, we don't have as many comments tonight as we usually do. But we will start from the top here. And the first one comes in from Ito Ra- Ra- Ramos. Sorry, buddy. always pronounce your name wrong. Uh, he says, it's a gym. I love this game, and I had it growing up. Uh, Christopher Kellogg says, pure garbage. David Miller says, decent game. Bad dudes is still better. Hee <laughs> hee. Uh, Nick DeMarco says, anything not two dudes in a nest is pure garbage. This game is a poor man's attempt at that famed podcast. Don't talk to me about time travel. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have some dungeon digging to do. Aaron Robin, fetch me my light. <laughs> we haven't talked about Nick being in the dungeon of our podcast in a while, so I'm glad he still knows his place. You need to stay there, buddy. All right, Timmy, Timmy <laughs> Mag says, maybe high-end garbage. As a kid, I would have loved this, but now a lot of games do the genre a lot better. Tyler Jones says, cool concept when it came out, but yes, other games have improved the concept. Throwing cars is a personal hobby of mine, so thinking of this game brought back some feels. <laughs> Uh, Michael Kelso just says, "Uh oh." He always, uh, we always tease Mike because uh, he never gives any, you know, like good feedback. He just wastes our time with these stupid comments. So <laughs> stay on the two dudes there, Mike. <laughs> but anyways, David Alexander McLean says, "Solidly good. Gets points for being an homage to Escape from New York." But I can't say I'd recommend it over Streets of Rage or Golden Axe. And the last comment comes from Sean Lane. Is this not a sequel to Bad Dudes? If so, I can imagine that Crude mean involving a hammer finally coming true there you go <laughs> <laughs> all right so my verdict um i definitely don't believe this game is garbage i i did have fun playing it so it, it wasn't as bad as like you know it's definitely better than last battle which is a game we covered uh, it's, yeah. be- it's better than some of the other games we play like yet um i'm going with just good it's definitely not a gym. It's not a game that I'm going to pick up every day and want to play like Streets of Rage or, or uh, yeah, well, I about said a game we haven't covered yet. I <laughs> don't want to give a uh, spoiler of what I think is a gym, <laughs> but it's it, it's good. And and like you guys mentioned, I think it would be a lot better to two players because uh, I uh, with, with enemies coming from each side, I think it'd be kind of fun for my kids and I to play that and just kind of have a button mashing good time. But definitely just good. Um, I'll play it again eventually, but it's not something that I'm dying to play uh, right away. It'll it'll be a while before I pop this one back in, but uh, yeah, just good. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, for me, also just good. I might give it a few extra points if you play it two-player co-op, but I can't say it's it's complete garbage because I think the programming is competent. I think the music's great. I think there's 
some great ideas in here, just some of the executions lacking. But uh, overall, if you can get a buddy and you want to go back and check this out, game this check this game out, I wouldn't blame you. Uh, I think some of the problems too are that it came out in like 1991 in the arcade. Uh, there were already more evolutions of the beat em up genre by the time that game even hit the arcade. You had uh, games doing bigger and better things by that point. Even by like 89, um, you had Double Dragon and Double Dragon 2, and you had evolutions of the genre, and you had things like Final Fight, and you had Streets of Rage. Like Streets of Rage 2 came out like i think like six months after this game did and kind of wiped the floor with it um but this is sort of a game of a certain era you know it, it kind of marks the evolution of the beat-em-up genre and i think it's an interesting footprint it's maybe not the most memorable but you know if i take it in the context of when it came out uh it's it's unique enough I think the throwing things mechanic helps a lot, but there's just not too much meat to it once you get beyond a couple of levels and you realize, oh, I'm going to sort of be doing the same thing most of the game, <laughs> which is kind of a beat-em-up thing, I guess, in many yeah. beat-em-up games, but it is what it is. I think it's just good. I wouldn't call it garbage. Yeah, I mean, I can't do much more than just echo what y'all already said. <clears throat> It is solidly good. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't call it garbage because I did have fun playing it. Um, it's got some character and it's got some stuff I've never um, that I've never really seen in any other game. Like uh, the the throwing mechanic being as prevalent as it was, I thought was really neat. And, and again, never seen that before. I think um, it is definitely worth grabbing somebody, um, grabbing a friend to play with, and just. You know, kind of blazing through it one night if you can. Um, but Jim, to me, is reserved for something that's uh, that again, like you could go back to a lot. And I feel like this is more of a novelty. Like, haha, it's called Two Crew Dudes. <laughs> Look at the cover. That's so funny. Let's play it. Uh, this is actually kind of fun. Um, but it, but I could not see myself like being like, ah oh, man, I really need to hit up two crude dudes again. Um, so yeah, <laughs> definitely. Jonesing for it. Jonesing yeah, exactly. for that kind of craving experience. for the dudes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So um, yeah, definitely going to say good on this one. All right. Well, it sounds like the consensus is made. So we'll lay the gavel down and we'll, we'll call, we will call two crude, two, I can't even talk. We will lay the gavel down and we will call two crude dudes for the Genesis. Just good. All right. Two good dudes. Two good dudes. Wow. Bad. It's getting late and I can't talk anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, thanks so much for listening to the show. Uh, Cam, thanks so much for coming on. And uh, we are going yeah. to push your Kickstarter as much as we can. Uh, all the all the links will be on our show notes. We'll make sure we post it on our Jim's Facebook page, on the BitBros stuff. Uh, we're we're going to push this hard. And, and then Aaron will probably skip protocol and make this a direct-to-free uh, feed uh, podcast. I know a lot of times we do a yeah. early ad-free version on Patreon. But we'll... I, yeah, I think an exception here would be good just yeah. because we want people to get to that Kickstarter sooner than later. Yeah, so I, sure. I may, next yeah. next Thursday is actually when we will release episode 82, so I may just release them both on the same day. We'll call it a two for Thursday. Two for. Two for, two for Thursday. Cool, yeah, I appreciate you guys like kind of 
Yeah, doing what you can as far as that goes. That's that's cool. Absolutely, man. I mean, if it wasn't for all the groups that are around us, we wouldn't have any listeners. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. it's real cool to, to do that. So, uh, yeah, guys, check out the show notes. Uh, check out the Facebook pages. We'll Again, we'll keep pushing this uh, Kickstarter as much as we can. You guys stay tuned. Um, I'm sure Cam will have some great stuff if you haven't already checked out check out the mad gear videos if you're in the uh, music especially video game covers some cool stuff i i love all the mario I, I love music of mario 64 and you guys did some awesome covers of that i've listened to those again the other day so cool make, make sure you listeners go check that stuff out especially if you're video game music fans you'll you'll love this stuff so do you guys have anything else to add before we uh, call it a night i think we pretty well covered it no i think we're good um, just make sure you go check out the Kickstarter and we'll have links to it. And also you can check out the first episode of Turbo City Gaiden or Gaiden. I don't know how you want to pronounce it. Either one. Yeah, yeah. Gaiden. I, I've actually talked about this recently some because it comes up, you know. But I feel like Gaiden or uh, Gaiden is my preferred yeah. pronunciation. <laughs> I agree with you. I never understood Gaiden. Was never, Gaiden, never I feel my like jam. It, it was very much a, like a Ryu. It was, I feel like um, we as a culture of Americans who are slowly becoming more aware of Japanese stuff are uh, growing out of our more Americanized <laughs> pronunciations. I can't, can't say with any kind of authority that the proper pronunciation is Gaiden, but it sure does sound better. So <laughs> that's what I'm going with. And, and I can say with some, I guess I can say with some proper authority that uh, Turbo City Gaiden is going to be a great, great show. And I hope you guys check it out. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, definitely appreciate it. So, listeners, thank you so much. And with that, we will catch you all later. Later, guys. See you.